Welcome to The Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Ask Me Anything series. I believe this is the 14th one we've done um, consecutively now. So fantastic. Got good momentum here. Uh, Admittedly, today I did put out the question on my stories of... um, you know, what to ask me. So there was only a handful that really came through. But going on how the last episodes have gone, there's normally a lot of questions that come from you guys as you're watching. So at any point, right, from now until the end, just ask a question that um, you, know, you want the answer to. All right, again, anything in your dating, in your social life, ask me and I'll give you my point of view on it. All right. So let's see this question that came up earlier. Do I teach how to cultivate a relationship when someone is always traveling for their job? Yes. I do help with that. And um, also I want to touch on as well that being a workaholic has its challenges. You know, granted, you've got to go for a period of your life where you're, you're going after your career. Um, you're doing a lot of traveling. And formulating a relationship is it can be quite challenging and this is this is why I put a lot of emphasis on social media I think for those of you that are working a lot and you're doing a lot of traveling social media is a really great you know Facebook for example Instagram that these are really great tools to have to keep the relationships overseas um, going you know you can communicate to each other uh, what you guys are doing, you know, through pictures, um, you know, so it's, it's just like a very interactive phone book, isn't it? So don't shy away from Facebook or Instagram as if, oh, it's just a posy sort of place where you're showing off. No, see it, see it as a tool where you can interact with people that you've um, met from all corners of the globe, okay? Now, what I would say is this, like when you are in an overseas relationship, um, but you're traveling a lot, what you have to put emphasis in is the overuse of communication. Yeah? It's the overuse of communication. And the reason being is, if you're not communicating, then, you know, your behavior can really just be open to conclusion of, you know, what you're up to, what you're doing, you know, are you seeing someone else? And, it's just not a pleasant place to be in, right? And I'm no angel. Like I've, I've. Sometimes I need to remind myself of my own advice in my relationship. You know, when it's when it's overseas, maybe I haven't been too communicative at some point, or maybe I've um, overslept a little bit, or something. Like my behavior doesn't follow the the regular kind of pattern. And you know, my partner is obviously going to feel a bit kind of. Um, worried and stressed because there's a change in your your pattern and your behavior so it sounds a bit silly and it sounds a bit petty but if you're looking to make your partner feel secure you have to be consistent with your behavior okay that's what's going to make someone feel stable when they're with you yeah so 
really want you to take that away. It's heighten up the level of your communication if you're in an overseas relationship or you are um, traveling a lot for work. And try to be consistent with your behavior because that is what is going to make someone feel stable. Some people are, you know, some partners are a bit more relaxed than others, you know, so, you know, it's completely, it's completely subjective, but as a general kind of rule, just be a bit more wary about that. And also as well, like if you, if you are working a lot, you know, that's going to, maybe, maybe you've got to consider how you manage your time, you know, is there something else you, if you really want to go all in in your relationship, you want to be there for your partner, you want to see, you want to be there when your kids are growing up, etc. Like, you've really got to start to think, is the amount of hours that I'm putting in my work life, you know, is it worth risking the years of joy and, and watching my family grow up together? You know, I'm not at that stage of my life yet, but it's something that I've come to be more aware of as I'm getting older and of the sort of clients that I work with who have touched that area of their life. Okay. So, thanks for that question. Right, what questions have we got? Who's friends? Oh, hi, Chris. Thanks for jumping on. Everyone go f follow KP Training. Um, I'm referring my clients to Chris all the time because he's a fantastic trainer. Um, if you're really into like bodybuilding or want to get that perfect, like a attractive body, um, Chris is a genius of what he does. Hi, Andrus. Right, where are these questions? Where are these questions? Please bear with me. How do I feel? This is from Artistic Pants. Great handle, by the way. How do you feel about a man with no kids dating a woman with kids? Well, It's um, God, it's a bit bright in here, isn't it? Let me just change that light. Let's push that there a little bit. Is that better? Just there we go. How do I feel about a man with no kids dating a woman with kids? Um, it's a great question. At the end of the day, there's so many things to factor in. You know, it's um. Does does yeah? It's, does the relationship stimulate you, right? First of all, are you going to be able to get on with her kids, right? Um, do you want children of your own? You know, is she in a place to have kids again? Right? Is that something she would desire? And you've got to kind of like children as well. You've got to understand that they are they are part of the package. Right? So it's, it's difficult because I feel f for women, if, if they have children and they've gone through a divorce, you know, and, and a guy's got options in his life, then they may not be the default preferred option because of, you know, it's their second time round. But having said that, you know, if you have a great chemistry with that someone, then see if you can make it work, you know? But 
what I'm trying to make a point of, I think, I think like have more, have options in your life so you can decide which is the most uh, intelligent decision for you, right? Also consider your age, all right? Akai Iran, do I hook up with tens? I think, t I think like, first of all, I think, you know, when you, this is something I teach guys not to do, okay? The answer is to your question, I have had in my life, when I started to get good at this, the women who I have found attractive, both, both physically and mentally, right? We have to get away from like labeling women like a, a six, a seven or eight or a nine or a 10, right? Because what we're doing, we're just validating her on her looks. And then therefore you get so hung up on the looks that you probably won't even approach or you won't turn up as the real version of yourself. You may come up as a, turn up as a nervous version of yourself or someone who is overplaying it because they're trying to impress because someone looks a certain way. Right. So what I like to do with my clients is just tell them, I tell them to make a list of the visual aspects they find appealing in someone and also the character traits within someone. So what you're actually doing, you're actually going over there to find out what else, you know, you've identified there's a few things that you find attractive within her with visually. And then, then it becomes about going over to see what's beneath the wrapping paper. Okay. And that's so, so important. You've got to really look at this like, you know, the, this is the most important job you're going to give anyone, right? <laughs> Relationships are work. You know, they are work. So it can't be based on like an emotional decision of like, oh, you know, it's just, it's just love. Yeah, I, I, you know, she's hot. So she would like, it's, it's got to be, what, what does she have? You know, what's the long-term investment? What qualities does she have, right? Oh God, what's happening here? Please bear with me. We have a technical situation here. Um, so where, where were we? Oh God. God, people trying to call me all the time. Right. Um, yeah, so what I'm trying to say is don't 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 put so much value on a woman's looks, right? Don't be like, oh my god, she's a 10. Because as soon as you say, oh my god, she's a 10, you're elevating her, right? And you're actually reducing yourself. Yeah? Therefore, you probably won't even get, get it started to actually find out if she does have the qualities that you want. So spend a minute to write a list down of all of the qualities that you want within someone. And the game is about finding out if they have those qualities. You know, if it was that's where I was. I was saying, look, if, if it's if, if you were employing this person, right, you'd make sure they were qualified to do the job. Now, is she qualified to be your partner or is she just a 10? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make sense that we're getting bummed out by the way a woman looks. Like, oh, my God, she's amazing. But if you look closer, you know, you look beneath the wrapping paper, she doesn't have what it takes to be a long-term investment for you. Okay. I mean, you could argue, well, yeah, well, when I go to that phase, I actually do realize she's a 10. I don't think 10s exist. I think we're all looking for a good nine because we're all a little bit fucking broken, right? <laughs> all right. Thanks for the question. X guts. Welcome back, by the way. 
Um, have you had someone tell you that you always want to be right? Someone that says they think some that they think something of you. For example, when you have a debate with someone and they yell at you. Um, depends on you. I mean, I haven't because I think when I'm talking to someone and I know they've got a point and I'm actually wrong in that moment, it would just be very um, uneducated and immature to still hold on to this belief that I have if it doesn't really hold up to science and facts, you know? So what's intelligent is actually kind of taking someone's point on when they're right you know, when you're talking openly about something. And if they can't do that and they're holding on to what they believe in, you just need to understand, have that higher state of consciousness. You go, oh, okay, well, that's, that's where they're at. Yeah, that's where they're at. They, they obviously know that they're wrong, but this is an emotional response to something because they know they're, they're in the wrong, right? So I've definitely experienced that within people. But again, it just becomes it becomes really uneducated for someone to carry on in hysterics about this thing that doesn't really hold up. So yeah, I don't really get it. I don't I don't really have things thrown at me saying, "Oh, you you think you're always right?" Because I'm not always right, and I always say that. Like I don't know everything, but what I do know about this subject that I'm known as an expert in will change your life. You know, again, I don't know everything. I just know the stuff that I do know will help you tenfold. Okay. Hi, Luis Gonzalez. Ecola. Artistic pants. Shouldn't. Uh, you already asked that question. Yeah. Leroy. Hi, Gummerville. X guts. To try to remain calm but keep getting disrespected and insulted. When you tell them what they're doing wrong, they always have a rebuke. Rebuttal. How do you stop it and get them to agree with you? It's to avoid triggers. You know, when, when you're in an argument, you've got to understand there's certain things that you might say that might trigger a certain emotion, emotional response from someone because they attach emotion to that word or that phrase or that subject. So... I would do this. I want, here's some homework, okay? After this live, go and check out um, what an, an agreement frame is. An agreement frame, right? So it'd be like where you agree. You go, I, oh, I, I agree. But have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? So you're not coming back with an aggressive sort of, you know, if someone's throwing a jab at you, you know, giving you a left, you're not coming back with a right, you know? You're just... Uh, it's like you're ducking the punch. It's like you're countering it. Yeah? Have a look it up. It's called agreement frames. Right? It's um, a very decent bit of language art uh, that you can learn from any sort of NLP course or working with me. Okay? Hi, Panda Box. Artist's pants. She's had two separations. We'll find out why she's had two separations. Let's see what the pattern is. Hi, Nikolai. <laughs> Sh 
Should there be a time frame between sex and starting a relationship? That's a good question. Again, this is quite it's quite subjective because you know, you can move pretty fast into an era of intimacy with someone. And the majority would argue that, oh, if you go if you move it too quick, then you know, you're going to be a whore. You know, she's gonna, he's going to think you're a whore or a slut or something like that, which is wrong. And, um, you know, maybe we'll, we will remove, we'll move away from that one day. And it's wrong because there's so many examples of people that I know, uh, including myself, where I, myself, my clients, my friends have met people and have, you know, accelerated quite quickly into intimacy. And end up being with this person for a very long time. Yeah? Um, it's interesting when you... when you. I've had situations where I've been in a relationship, I've, I've met someone, and I've just enjoyed taking my time. I've enjoyed taking my time because I, I enjoyed the process of allowing myself to emotionally invest more, Right? And obviously, if you're more emotionally involved, then obviously the sex is going to be a lot more passionate, right? So there's no there's no right or wrong, is the answer. Yeah, there is no. It's it's about when it feels right, right? And if that is something that just feels right between the both of you, in that moment or on that night or in that day, wherever it may be, then cool. It's also about how you act afterwards, right? Like if you've just slept with someone, you know, that's quite an intimate thing. That's quite, someone has gave you their body, yeah? Someone has wanted to experience that level of closeness to you. And I hear some funny stories where, like, guys will have sex and they'll just get up and, like, just be quite cold towards the girl, like, just just emotionally not be available and this is bad so I'd encourage you if you're ever like intimate with someone you know make sure you're there and you're 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 you know, you're not just doing it to get your socks off and then you kick them out of bed you know that's crazy like care for, like care for someone make them feel that they are they are wanted nurture them and offer them love okay so thanks for the question artistic pants um yeah I don't Again, I say I just think the, the answer to about the time frame between sex and starting a relationship is just when it feels right, you know. And and this is something I said the other week because there's a lot of people that are very precious about you know who they who they who they're going to sleep with and this that and the other, and going out of the idea that they they want a serious relationship, right? This is particularly a thing for women, like they go out and they just want a serious relationship. Therefore, they find themselves single for so long because they're being so precious about it. And I think that what we need to remind ourselves is a lot of, uh, like, with the exception of a few cult, you know, a few cultural situations, but every relationship started casual, right? Every serious relationship started as a casual one, right? So. Keep it fun, keep it light, keep it casual at the beginning, and then just be consistent with your behavior moving forward, right? 
And in terms of the level of commitment you get from someone, you know, that's something that it's just when there's emotion invested. Like I said, I, I, I say like, I've been in relationships where the partner I've been with has been like really emotionally invested right from day one. Like, boof. Like, and it's took me like four months to get to meet that level of emotional investment. So it takes time. You know, it's like saying to someone, I love you, and they just say, I love you back. But do, you know, have, do they? Do they? Have they got to that place in their heart yet? You know, is that sincere? Right? So pe people, people's emotions move at different speeds. And just consider that. All right? Thanks for the question. I hope you got something from that. Nikolai, how to make a relationship work? God, that's a... How long is a piece of string? Here's the thing. The vague advice you hear out there is you've got to have communication, right? Everything is about communication. To unpack that a little bit more and to actually make sense of that is to understand that Your communication is about being open. It's about being transparent. Yeah? And if you, if you start the framework of the relationship right from the offset, right from the beginning, then you're actually onto something really strong and meaningful. Right? I've said on here before that a lot of people, they, they don't want to share what their thoughts are and their desires and what they don't like about the relationship, what they do like. You know? They just bottle it up assuming that the other person in a relationship knows what's going on in that person's head. And then all of a sudden, you know, there'll be an argument, there'll be a row, there'll be a fight, and, you, and then oof, it'll all come out at once. And, and you're like, well, where did all that come from? And this is just a lack of communication, right? People let it build up to the last point and then explode. Um, so you really need to have open conversation from day one you need to be open you need to be sharing with with each other what makes you angry what makes you laugh you know what your desires are what your you know where you want to be in the next few years of each other I mean you just need to be always planning setting goals having conversation with people having conversation on this level you know don't assume each other, each other knows what what the other's talking about, thinking about. All right, but again, my points earlier, I said consistency, right? You can be consistent with your behaviour. Most important thing for a woman, I think, is someone that she can rely on. Right. And if you're showing patterns of behaviour that is just not predictable, then that doesn't really fall in line with that. Okay. All right, thanks for that question, buddy. Alex Holloway, welcome back. David King, how you doing, mate? Nice to see you on. Bodies are simple. My question is like, when someone is wrong but partially right, both parties are, how does that go about? Well, you just got to come from a more sort of understanding point of view. I think the higher... The higher place to come from is to be... Again, like saying, like, oh, I, I understand your point, actually. No, I agree with you on that. 
And I also think this, right? And if someone, if, shit, what's up with the connection? If someone can't do that, again, that just tells you where they are at, you know? They're, they're, they're not in the game of being able to discuss and debate what's important to them without being pointed out a few truths, you know? But at the same time, you've got to be open to someone pointing out a few truths in the blind spots that you didn't check, okay? But I like this question. It's a good one because I think it's, um, it's something that as we get older and we develop our emotional maturity, that we do find ourselves in these situations and we, our beliefs and our, our values are challenged. And some people don't want to go into that place, you know? They just they want to remain in ignorance. And I always say, if you find yourself being ignorant about anything, that's the direction you need to go in because that's where growth is. That's how you become wise, All right? Hi, Dan, welcome back. Yeah, we already asked that question. How to do a same day lay? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be cons- consensual, you know? It's got to be something that both people want. And some some people and some a situation might work better from someone else. You know, spontaneity is is a real big factor here. Someone being open minded, someone maybe they're traveling where they've left the inhibitions in back at home, and they just want to, you know, taste another flavor on the menu as they're in town for the day or in, in the country for the day. So. First of all, it's you know it's not 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 everyone is gonna do a one night stand. Not everyone is gonna hook up with someone just after they've met them. But just you just got to go for it, right? You just got to go for it. What I mean by that is, if you feel like there's enough rapport there and there's a bit of you know there's interest, then just suggest for for them to come over and you say that I'd love to make you dinner sometime. Right? Or, what are you doing today? I want to make you dinner. I know it's random, but fuck it, let's do it. You're only in town for a couple of days or something like this. Um, this is just stuff that's coming to me now. I mean, I had a client that he was, and there's a testimonial of this guy, like a Spanish-looking guy on my YouTube channel. It was a few years ago. I was working with him, and he was on my mentorship program, so we had quite a relationship over, over a period of six to 12 months. And there was these two Brazilian girls around Green Park Station here in London. And I pointed them out, I go, what about these, go and have a chat with them. And how the series of events unfolded were that he was, I, I was texting him as he was doing this. And I was like, look, they're both interested. They're both interested in you. He's like, really? I go, yes, they are. They are. I can see that. So flirt with both of them. So he starts flirting with both of them, and I'm, I'm from afar, and I can see what's going on. And then he takes them to the London Eye. I go, wow, it seems to be going well. And then I tell him, I just go, look, take him home for dinner. Tell them you're going to cook for them. So he, you know, this is in central London. He lived in Camden at the time. So he jumped on a train. I went all the way with them back to his place, went to a grocery store, got some food, 
went into his house, started cooking. He, he took one of the girls upstairs to show, show him his weights room or something. And then, you know, they had a bit of intimacy. They started kissing. They started making out. And they started having sex. And, and then the other one, she, this, this story actually features in my book. So if you've got my book, you can read about this in a bit more detail. But the other one came upstairs and uh, came into the room and started watching. And then uh, he gestured over for them to join in. <laughs> and that actually happened. So he had a, he had a threesome off of the street in, um, you know, in, in a matter of like less than six hours. So it's about... It's about spotting the clues and it's about using your initiative and, and suggestion, suggest it, you know, not explicitly, but in a way that makes someone feel comfortable. And if, they're, if, they're, if their level of comfort is, is right, then it has the potential to go that way, okay? I remember, if they're not ready, that's okay. Don't be forcing someone into something they don't want, right? Doesn't mean they don't want to sleep with you, it just means they're not ready, okay? Xcuts, you want to work with me? You live in Miami. I'd love to go to Miami, actually. I was, I was speaking about this the other day. Um, but why don't you come to LA? We're going to be in LA November the 4th to the 10th. We're doing a week's experience out there. Um, would love to have you have you there, buddy. You know, let's, let's turn this online relationship into an offline relationship. You know, nothing quite beats the live in-person experience and uh, there's a lot I can teach you as I'm sure you probably know um, but yeah hit me up after the show if you wanted to um, know more about that idea hold authentic dating series guys go check out authentic dating series they run a, a series of uh, podcasts as well um, I featured on there the other week they were great hosts David King live in St. Petersburg Russia all right I'm not over in Russia, but I'm in. Beg pardon. I've been in. I've been to Lithuania, a lot, right? I'd call it my second home. Um. But hey, jump on a plane to London, man. Come, come, come and see me. Or book me, and I'll come to Russia. Yeah, that'll be fun. Actually, I've never done Russia. I'm open-minded to that. Right. What's the next question? How to approach lots of Slav chicks every day. <laughs> First of all, is location, right? Whatever type of woman you want to go for, whatever, whatever demographic, you've got to work out the, the positioning, right? How are you going to position yourself to be in the vicinity or where these women are, right? So do your homework, work out what area, and... You just treat it like no other. You gotta. It's got to be your new normal, right? If you like this, if you like girls that are a bit more structured and, you know, very corporate, then go to the city, right? Go to the city. Like grab some lunch or grab dinner in the city, right? And whilst you're there, you put yourself in a environment where the likelihood, the likeliness of you meeting someone that matches that demographic, increases tenfold, right? No more thinking that girls are going to land on your lap. The type of girls that you want are going to land on your lap. You know, 
If you have to move out of your town, move out of your town. If you have to move out of your city, move out of your city. If you have to change where you have your lunch or pick up your groceries or where you go to the gym, just change it. These are all lifestyle choices, right? There, there is no shortage in people. There is no shortage in the things that you want, right? There's just a lack of thinking about how to position yourself, okay? Give yourself a rule. Give yourself a rule of, I must go out to humor myself every day. I must go out to be playful every day. I must go out to improve other people's day, right? I must leave people better than I found them, right? Notice how none of this is about you. It's about them. Because if you focus on giving people a positive experience, then that's the foundation of someone wanting to see you again, right? It just makes sense for you to get their number or, or advance onto something else. You know, we're told, aren't we? We're told as from our early ages that we're, we're to go through life and find someone that is similar to us, right? Find someone that we'll get on with. So it doesn't make sense. Like if you're interacting with people and you're getting on well and you don't go for the number, I mean, that's just, um, yeah, just not being intuitive, okay? Thanks for the question, mate. Hi, I was Marie. What's this one? Bloody hell. The phone has been a bit weird today. Or am I being a bit weird? What happens if a girl just ignores you? Yeah, that's probably the worst that can happen. You know? And there's two reasons why, why it happened. Right? It's you failed to make enough impact. Or she's just having a really shit day. Right? Or she's just that person. That's not, that might not be a you problem, right? That might be a her problem. But if that's really the worst that can happen, bring it on, right? Yeah? It's funny, isn't it, how the, our ego like it calls it, oh, we're scared of rejection. Are you scared of rejection or are you, are you scared of getting closer to the truth? Because you've got to remember, your ego is this, this thing. It has an idea of, it holds the idea that you have of yourself, and when you get closer to challenging yourself or stepping up, right, like going to a, speak to that attractive girl, what you're trying to protect yourself from is the truth, right? That's how the ego is preventing you from. That's why you're saying, like, I don't want to get rejected. It's, I have to reword that. You're, you're scared of the truth, right? Make it your ambition, your life goal to go out and find the truth all the time. When you find that ego trying to protect, protect yourself itself, like, just stare it in the face and just go and explore it, right? I think Ryan Holiday did a great book on it. I haven't read it myself, but I've seen the reviews, and it's called The Obstacle is the Way. You know, basically just really unpacks that whole idea of, you know, whenever you feel like there is an obstacle, like, that is the way, because that's the place, that's the direction that a lot of, not a lot of people will go in because it's uncomfortable, right? Remember, everything outside of the comfort zone Everything you want is outside of the comfort zone. Yeah? All right, what's this one here? What's this question? Dear D here hold. There's this girl and there's something there. It's not a feeling, just a gut intuition thing. It draws me into her. I think she has it too. I'm not 100%. I can't ask because she's, because she's what? Have you got with someone right now. She's planning on moving to California with him in a couple of months. 
She's only been with him for two months, so I just lay back and trust the process. Well, look, if there's something there, there's something there, you know. Um, that's up to your moral fiber, whether you want to stick your oar in now and stir up the, the broth, you know. But um, I, I wouldn't. I mean, this is my, this is my moral fiber. I, I just don't get involved with people that have got someone, even though that there may be some chemistry between me and that, and one of those, that person, you know, it's, um, I, w I think I'd only kind of go down that path if there really was a lack of abundance. Yeah. But, you know, there's so many women out there. There's so many women out there that you can choose, right? You don't have to go for someone that's in a relationship, right? I get it. You know, you got this feeling when you, when you, you know, that, but this, this feeling may pass. This feeling may pass when you have more abundance in your life, more choice in your life. Okay. And if there is something there, you know, it, it'll turn up at the right time. You know, maybe she'll come out of that relationship and maybe there'll be a time where you reconnect. I'm sure you guys are on social media. If you're, if you're, if you're out of town, you're from city to city, like you can see each other's lives through those through those windows that social media gives us. So I guess you'll always be kept in a loop of what's going on in her world. But don't let don't let that stop you from growing yours. Right? Okay. Thanks for the question, buddy. Hope that's helped. Hi Mario. Corby's world. My friend is 12 and has sex with a 13-year-old. Can he get into trouble? <laughs> I don't know, man. What are the laws on that? I mean, that's... Yeah, I'm not giving advice to 12 and 13-year-olds. <laughs> um, no, I don't think you guys can get into... I don't think, I don't think you can get into trouble at that age. I think... If someone was older, tap into that category, then we would definitely be reporting that to the police. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any comments on that. I'm not knowledgeable on it. Uh, hi, Mariso. Hi, Temple. Hi, Vicky. Welcome back. Hi, Charles. Hi, Saga. Mm -mm. Have any more questions? Let's have a look. Haha, <laughs> Christabel, you're hilarious. Lovely to see you last night. Um, so the London journalist, go check her out. Um, she's a cool girl. Uh, she was at an event last night. It was the closing of London's, um, sorry, London Men's Fashion Week. And I talk about this a lot, actually. I talk about just going out on your own, right? It's something that, you know, when you live in a city and there's always, you get invites to um, parties and stuff. It's something you just get comfortable doing. And what's great about that is if you're going out and you're just being sociable, you feel comfortable going out on your own because there's always going to be people that you've met before or know a little bit, but you know, using this opportunity to get to know them more. And um, same with Christabel, actually, because I believe that I met her at home house. And I think I did. 
And I, I don't know what it was. I, I asked if she was a singer. I thought if she sang at home hours, but I completely got that wrong. Um, but hey, it threw us into conversation and um, we're talking now. So, um, but no, great to, great to see you, Christabel, last night. Um, I had a fantastic time. Um, yeah, it was a great party. Hi, Georgia. Hi, Justin. Hi, Raphael. <laughs> this is funny. Have you ever seen the Queen in person? Hmm. Not met her in person. Um, I probably, I've, to be honest, like all that kind of stuff doesn't interest me. Like, um, I know everyone looking into the into the UK thinks that everyone's mad about the royal family and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people who are just very passive about it, and I'm I'm kind of one of them. Um, I've worked with clients that where I've improved their whole social strategy to such an extent where they have been invited by the royal family and their extended family to certain dinners and fundraising events and um, very key, important um, political dinners um, from neighboring countries. And this all come, came from what I teach people, you know? You really got it, when you're learning this stuff, right? When you, you're looking at my work and you're looking to work with me and, and the stuff that I can help you with, you've really got to look beyond the whole getting the girl thing, right? I can help you with that, it's not a problem. But what I'm really interested in helping people is people that see the bigger picture, right? If you become very impactful in regards to your conversations, in regards to your whole, the whole space you're moving in, like the social engineering side of things, putting people together, um, you know, adding value to other people's lives, like that really can go so far. It can go so, so far. Again, if you've read my book, there's a story in that where I talk about the fashion show in Lithuania that we put on um, where all of these politicians, ambassadors and all the luxury scene were there. And then, you know, a year later or two years later, I did the same thing at the Saatchi Gallery, you know? And this all comes by developing your confidence with people, you know? I am teaching you how to be great at building relationships. Whatever of your life you choose to implement that in is completely up to you. But please, 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 I want you guys, to, when you look closer into my work, to see the bigger picture, right? This can help you in your career. This can help you build like influential uh, friendship circles. It can, you know, obviously your, your relationship, okay? I've said it time and time again. If you become a master at building relationships, what can you not do, right? This stuff, learning this stuff is a real investment, guys, okay? How can one change the vibe of an interaction? That's a good question. It all depends what direction you want to take it, yeah? I mean, with me, I'm, I'm always very sort of playful, and I, like to, I just like to get into people's minds. I like to talk about the things I want to talk about. Yeah, I don't want to follow the pattern of what you do, where you're from, how old are you. Like, that, that's not what I'm going out to do. I'm going out to actually want to learn about the individual in front of me. Yeah? And if I spend a bit more time, I want to get into their mind. I want to go a bit deeper. 
I want to give them an experience that they haven't had with anyone. They can't remember the last time they shared such intimate things with someone or felt comfortable uh, enough to share such intimate things. I'm not talking about sex. I'm just talking about you know, things that, you know, their joys, their pains, their, you know, their highs and their lows. Yeah, some people, I mean, if you have the ability to go there, you know, that art of getting to that place with someone, you know, and I teach this, I teach this in my, you know, again, you can read this in my book or on my workshops if you want a, more of a hands-on kind of approach. You can, you can make an, an incredible impact with people. Because yeah, if you think about it, they feel comfortable sharing such things with you. And that's something that they haven't felt comfortable with sharing with no one but their closest counterparts, or may, may even not them, then they're going to want to see you again. They're, they're going to want to revisit that experience. Okay? So how can you change the vibe of interaction? Ask the questions that you want to ask. Yeah? Bring value. Bring energy. If you're saying their energy is about a five, don't go in there with a four or a three. Match their energy or go, on, go in above, right? At the same time, you can't be extreme. If someone's like on an energy of like five and you're going in there at 10, I mean, it might be like, whoa, you know, look, chill out. Like this guy's too much, okay? So just have a think about that. Read it. What energy are they vibing on? Come in one above. Match it or one above, all right? I calm, I addict, Pablo Guts. Yes, I do have a YouTube. If you go on YouTube, type in Johnny Cassell. That's my name. And you'll see I've got over 100 videos I've done on YouTube. And um, I'm going to be doing probably a few more sort of candid ones for IGTV here because I feel that people are seeing more of the... I'm, get, I'm getting more viewers on here than I am YouTube. YouTube's dead at the moment for some reason. Um, X Gus, what is love? I think, I mean, everyone has their own interpretation of what love is. Again, I get asked this, um, you know, I get asked this every week. But my interpretation of what love is, is, is just a level of deep emotional investment that you have within someone. You know, for someone to say that, oh, I'm in love with this person, I hardly even know them, they're getting confused with lust. Yeah? Lust. They, they're probably in love with the idea of that person. They're in, in love with the idea of spending time with that person or sleeping with that person. That's not love. Yeah? But each to their own, right? That's, that's what I feel love is. I think love is, is the level of deep emotional investment you have with someone. And I don't think that happens just like that. This is something that it comes over time, right? When you get to know someone and you enjoy someone's qualities and and you realize their importance to you in, in, in your life, okay? Hi, Melanati. Hi, Joshua. Uh, Georgia, have I ever tasted a Brazilian candy made with chocolate called Brigadeiro? I haven't, not to my knowledge, but hey, if you want to send me one, send me one over, I'll... I'll happily uh, sample that. Uh, hi, Chris. Oh, God. Hi, Raphael. 
You like dating in Niger? What is Dingmush? No, <laughs> I too heard. Raphael, what do I think about the alpha male? Well, yeah, the alpha male is supposedly the the male of the most natural selection in the room, right? That's working in its favor. Um, it shouldn't be a competition to be who can be the loudest in the room or who could wear the most turn-up outfit in the room, right? In my opinion, the most interesting person in the room is the person that asks the most interesting questions, okay? Also, I think the characteristics, character traits or characteristics of an alpha male, it's someone that, they know, that knows what he wants, right? He knows what he wants. He's not turning up to someone, asking someone, uh, using such words like maybe, can I, is it okay? Because that's uncertain. That, that would be something that I would put in a, in a line with someone who was a beta male, yeah? An alpha male would, would be a leader, right? He used more leadership language. If you're unfamiliar of like these phrases and these words, what is common within leadership, then I would recommend getting maybe a book or two about the subject. I mean, is that, I can't remember the name of it, but I, I, I know the title, I don't know the author, but it's just called Leadership Phrases. And it's a really good book to go and get. Just look at it for, on Amazon or something, it'll be there. And just start familiarizing yourself with these sort of words that command attention, right? And, and lead people and, and get compliance from people. Um, it's a, there's a wealth of um, knowledge in that book, okay? So I just think that we should all work on becoming more, um, more in a line with what, what, what's, uh, what's true to us, what our values are, right? If, if you're in a relationship and you're not being the true version of yourself, right? They're behaving in a way that shows that they may have lost respect for you and you're letting them get away with it, right? Then that's not alpha male characteristics, right? That's beta, that's being passive. Again, I said it earlier, it's, it's about communication. If someone is behaving in a certain way in your relationship, you can't just assume that they know, right? And don't be like, oh, well, I'll let, him, I'll let, him, I'll let her get away with that because she's hot. Or I let her get away of that because you know, I get, you know, I get, I get about four four good days with her out of the week. Like, if someone's if someone is 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 moving outside of your values and what's what's important to you, let them know, right? It's not being an asshole. It's actually saving your relationship. Okay. So yeah, thanks for the question. I hope those insights helped you. I think it's, you know, just, just start adopting the character traits that of the type of male that a woman finds attractive, right? Hi, Tommy G. Hi, Daredevil. Tommy G, where are my fans? They're probably sleeping at the moment. There's a lot of... When I record this, you know, there's, there's a, a few people that watch it, given, like, the hour that I do and that I don't know how they distribute um, the live feed. But on the, on the replay, 
we seem to get a lot of watches back. So if you're just jumping in and out, remember, guys, this is going to be on the live on my stories for it'll be the next 24 hours after the recording. And also it'll be on the podcast as well. I don't know if you guys are aware, but I um, put these up on Spotify and I put them up on iTunes and all of the other podcasting outlets. So if, if you want to like look at the whole back catalog of the podcasts, that's how you do it. Hi, Aristos. Hi, Raynell. Oh, God, I did that again. One sec. I don't know what a ding mush is, buddy. I don't know. If is this a new kind of playground term? I'm not familiar with it. All right. <laughs> hey, Billy, how you doing, buddy? Guys, go check out Billy Lockett. Um, he's in writing mode, as he calls it right now, and he showed me some of his songs the other day, and um, he's writing some incredible stuff. Go check out Billy Lockett. Go and follow him. Uh, and also follow his Spotify channel. Seriously. Demi, hi, Elena. 8-8 eight, eight Builder, what's your top, top cities for men? Um, London's obviously there. London's obviously there. Um, London, I'm going to say LA. Yeah. I'm going to say New York. Okay. I'm, I mean, for me, Vilnius, you know, Lithuania, I have, uh, I have a lot of love for that place. Always going back. And uh, da, 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 what other ones? I mean, I've been loads of places. Those are the kind of main ones that stick out to me right now. Um, well, Vegas is always fun, but it's... It's very disorientating. Yeah, I don't think I have 10. I don't think I have 10 favorite cities. Um, but destinations, I mean, Ibiza's fun. Um, Mykonos is very popular at the moment. It has been for a long time now. I'm yet to check it out. Uh, Tulum, yeah. Again, I haven't checked that out yet, but that's on my to-do list. Um, but yeah, you just got to position yourself where the type of women that you want are going to be in, right? That's the hack. Yeah, get out of your small town if if there's no good return on your time. Right. I independent. I yawns. Uh -uh. God, this thing. No worries, Bill. I Jack. I BXS. London is all right, but it's really busy there. Yeah, it is. Um, it's definitely a different pace of life. I mean, I can't, I can't believe how quick the time has gone uh, here in London. You know, I'm seeing people and they're telling me that I've known them for like 10 years. And I'm just like, fuck, like 10 years. Like, that's maybe something I do miss occasionally 
like not living in the suburbs is that I think if you live in a city, it really does take the rhythm out of life. Everything is very fast. Everything is very moving. Um, there's something going on every night. You know, literally every night. You could be out every night. I don't have a TV in my house. I don't need one, right? Like my entertainment is out there in town, right? Um, but yeah, I do, I, I do have thought about that, like what life would be back like in the suburbs. But I think that's the thing. I think the game is, is to go into the city. Yeah, have your fun. Meet a partner. And then just get the fuck out of London. <laughs> or get out, of the, get out of the city. Because, you know, the city can eat you. It can, you know. It's, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's always something. You've got to slow it down at some point. Um, the mystery method, is it good or is it fake? Well, it's not fake. Um, I think there's a danger. I think the dan- danger of, like, following any sort of stuff like that is, is to come across as scripted because it doesn't come across as authentic. It just comes across like you are learning something from a book. But I think with the mystery method, what it, that book, what, what it does help you with is the understanding of certain social dynamics, uh, the understanding of how to talk to people in groups and stuff like that. I mean, all that stuff is great, but like scripted things, like that might help you out at the beginning and build you up a little bit of confidence, like see it as the stabilizers so to speak, but understand why those mechanisms work and then try to make whatever that is your own, right? No one is a natural. No one comes in this world as a natural. Everything takes repetition until something forms into a habit and that's when you become a natural, all right? Guys, I've got 30 seconds left, okay? Um, Thanks for joining me. I want to say that Again, if you want to meet me in person, you want to work with me, check out the website, johnnycassell.com. We've got seven-day programs here on a weekly basis, right? We've got our Impactful Connections workshop, and I'm also going to be at the Dayton Show live at the NEC in Birmingham on the 29th and the 30th of June, okay? If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram, at London Dating Coach. 